this, that, that's the first time I've ever been called square in my life. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10 of the Fantasy Hipsters podcast. My name is Matt Harmon. Joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, my right-hand man, Matt Franchise. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. What's going on? It's kind of like the same tone you took with me in the last podcast. Hey, buddy. Uh, it's, Are you my buddy? It's kind of creeping me out. What's going on? I'm getting serious now. Okay, cool. Well, as serious as we can be on this super, while, while perfect podcast, very uh, not serious endeavor we're doing here. True. Yeah. It's hipsters. We're hipsters. What do you want from us? Yeah, we're Want us to take life seriously? No. We're, we're a couple of walking parodies. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so what's up, man? How, how are things going? You, it's a Friday that people are listening to this. Uh, Friday so is such a good day, man. Friday is a good day. We're like a week from the draft. Thank God. I know. Or your higher power, whichever you you, you support. <laughs> I mean, we just need the bra- we just need the draft to come because. Right. Well, we were just talking about too this. long. We were just talking about this before we we started, like um, you know, with the. It's just it, yeah. All right, we've talked about these prospects to death. Like we're just yes. kind of we're ready to know the landing spot and everything like that. So you know. But it'll all be over soon. Yes. And uh, real, real, real tough life that we live here, you know, with the, oh, it'll all be over soon. But anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it so has been a fun draft season. You got any plans for this weekend? Uh, no, I'm taking it easy this weekend. Yeah. Been on the go. Going on a road trip the next weekend. So. Well, you did not come uh, and hang out with us last Saturday. When That's correct. We talked about this on our last mail mail satchel episode, which, by the way, is what we have rebranded this this mailbag thing to is mail satchel, mail satchel in order to yeah hipsters you know hipsters brand whatever. Anyways, we talked about you, we said we were gonna we were gonna hang out and you you didn't. You didn't come hang out with us. I, know, I, I didn't have a car, and I had a bunch of deadlines to meet. I had some stuff to write, and I had to take care of the dog. And there were a bunch of variables going against me trekking out to the west side to hang with you guys. And I feel bad about it, but, you know, whatever. Such yeah. is life. I feel bad about it, too. Did you have fun? I, I, we did have fun. We went to Big Dean's. Um, mm, good spot. Yeah, it was awesome. If you, if you live in the uh, L.A. area, especially on the west side, Big Dean's is a great spot to get down to. You know, we talk about beer all the time on this podcast. They've got a great selection of beers. You know, you can sit outside, and they've got those big, Huge. big old cups, too. They're like, they're like 40s in a cup. I love then, it. I love it when they ask you, uh, do you want, the, you want the small or the large? I'm like, I'll take the large. Yeah, small, get out of here. I'm not here at Big Dean's to drink the small. Yeah, exactly. I'm here at Big Dean's to get the big beer. Right. Their food is, some of their food's pretty decent, too. Their burger's good. They, yeah. got, a good, they got a good burger, especially. It's, it's just, you know, nice and juicy for when you're out, you know, outside during the day, drinking, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, big Dean's great spot. Thanks for uh, sponsoring the show. Um, yeah, but anyway, so should be a good weekend. I plan personally on just locking myself in and um, just hammering out some more reception perception. Yeah, it's been fun, man. Sent in the sent in the first wave of prospects to the fantasy footballers this week, or not prospects, NFL players. Right. Um, so got the a vets. lot more to get to. Yeah, some of the vets: Cameron Meredith, Tyrell Williams, a couple of guys that I've looked at recently. 
Um, so yeah, been got some good takes on those, but we'll uh, we'll get to those later. Cool. Um, but anyways, while we're here, uh, starting off the show, we want to talk to you about today's sponsor. Um, you guys know them. You love them. We certainly love them. It's our partners, Duchamp's Grooming Company. Uh, look, vintage-inspired, handmade grooming products for the modern-day man. Their stuff is incredible. We've got it right here on the table. Look, we got the hair wax, the beard balm, the beard oil. Yeah, it's good stuff. The beard oil. They've got a hair serum that I, I'm still really interested in, in trying that out whenever we get our next package from them. Um, you know, they have everything you could possibly want. You know, they've got kits. One of our listeners already got hooked up from winning the, uh, the the review competition. We'll be doing more of those, too. So right. make sure you're also, while well, not only should you be checking them out uh, at DoChampsGrooming.co, you should be checking them out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so you know um, when those sort of kits are being given away. I think they got um, some possible new products coming out soon. Ooh, I we like We might have heard some that. whispers. And uh, Franchise, if people wanted to get... Uh, these products what 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 would they do so you go to dochampsgrooming.co online go to their shop and they are generous enough to offer our listeners a promo code for 15% off so throw some stuff in your cart get 15% off enter promo code hipsterspod that's one word hipsterspod you get 15% off of your order at dochampsgrooming.co do it all right i love it well Let's open up the satchel here. Let's get to the mail. Um, That's the satchel opening. Great professional sound effects here at Harmon Studios. So we've got plenty of good questions. And we're starting off today. Um, we'll open up our email satchel. Uh, and, oh, we just we should. We have one note from our, uh, our pal 14T Mocker who, uh, who kind of drew into question this whole segment by saying, are we missing an opportunity to... Uh, to you know, not read snail mail. Uh, golden opportunity to miss only read questions submitted via people sending handwritten questions through snail mail. I like what, the idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. But how many questions would we actually get? Also, you know, we want to be current, right? You know, hipsters want to be. Right, we want to be ahead of the curve, right? I feel like we're going to be answering questions that are like two weeks old and not relevant. Correct. For getting snail mail, so. Yeah, it's a good idea, but I just don't know how practical it is. Yeah. Um, not to mention, um, you, uh, you also like, what are we going to open up a P.O. box? I'm not giving out my address <laughs> of randos so that they can send us questions into the studio here. Well, we can give them Charlie's address. Breaking news, pal. Charlie lives in the same place as me. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I know. You're really off your game today. Anyway, so we'll get back into the email questions, as we said. This first one comes in from Josh, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce your best your last name, but thanks for the email. He says, hey, hipsters, love the show tons and have listened to every minute. I have a couple of questions for you guys. First, I'm trying to grow a nice and stylish beard, but can't ever seem to get through the phase where the itching just drives me bonkers, so I shave it off. Any recommendations for how to get past this point? Yo, Josh, I got you covered, bro. Go to dochampsgrooming.co, enter fantasy, what? Uh, hipsters pod sorry it's promo code the promo code promo code is hipsters pod you get 15% off the beard oil the beard oil will take care of your itchy skin under your beard because the reason your beard itches is because that skin on your face under the beard is dry you got to moisturize that skin so it doesn't itch mm -hmm. and then your beard can grow in healthy it won't itch you got to moisturize with the oil and that will take care of all your problems yeah even right now you know my beard is just a little kind of just liner, a little bit of stubble here. 
Yeah. Um, well, yeah. it's beyond stubble at this point. But it's been about a month since you took it off, huh? Yeah. Three Although, weeks. I've been, I have been trimming it. Oh yeah, um, looks good. Yeah, I mean we can we can get into that maybe, but I I'm definitely having conflicted feelings about growing the beard back to the mm. place that it was. But, That's uh, fine. Yeah, you know, maybe we could talk about that on a future episode. But my point is, yeah, for even now, when you're at this phase of yeah. a beard, you've got to like I still put beard oil on the beard, even though it's not to get into the hairs because it's all about the skin underneath. Because even at this point right now, it will itch. So See? that's your problem here, Josh. You need to get yourself some good beard oil, and we've got just a place to do it. Yeah, at Two Champs Grooming. So go ahead and get yourself some beard oil from them, even maybe the beard balm if you're really trying to grow it out and be stylish, and they'll hook you up with our with our promo code. Yep. Second part of Josh's question, I'm in a dynasty league and I have to make a tough choice. I have to drop one of Adam Thielen, Randall Cobb, Rashad Perryman, Kevin White, Paul Perkins, Duke Johnson, or Josh Doxson. What do I do? These are, <laughs> these are all guys I've been high on at various points in the past couple of years. Am I out to lunch? Is one droppable or do I need to desperately try to make a two-for-one kind of deal? Dude. Thanks so much for the content and enjoyable listening. Best regards, Josh. This is kind of like a prospect graveyard of sorts. Well, you see, the the problem here really is I think you need to get yourself in a deeper dynasty league, Josh, because if you're really going to play dynasty right, you got to have rosters enough where all of these guys can be on rosters. Like, none of these guys should be on waiver wires. I do like the idea of a two-for-one deal in which he can, you know, maybe package up one of these for a little bit of an upgrade depending, you know, find yourself uh, an owner that maybe still believes in a Brashad Perriman and package him with a Adam Thielen or something and try to get up to, you know, maybe a mid uh, wide receiver two, low uh, or high end wide receiver three sort of player like that. But so, but franchise gun to your head, who do you drop out of this group? This is tough. Definitely not Thielen or Cobb. I feel like I might want to drop Kevin White. Yeah. I think he's the guy. I think, like, okay, so at the end of the year, I think we could easily be looking back and say, like, yeah, dropping Kevin White was the right answer. But I think for <laughs> me, if, uh, if like, I had to pick right now, I think it would just be Duke Johnson. Okay, because I here's, see that. Because, I mean, while I think Duke Johnson will have, especially if it's PPR, he'll have some tough week. I mean, he'll have some usable weeks. Um, some barely usable weeks. Yeah, right, some, bar- <laughs> some barely usable weeks, but... What's the what's the upside for Duke Johnson? Like, unless Isaiah Crowell gets hurt, Johnson's not going to take the starting job. He's just going to be what he's been the last two years. So, if you have to drop one of these guys right now, I think it would be Duke Johnson because you know I don't I don't expect Kevin White to break out or anything. Um, but I at least want to if he doesn't or does, I'd want it to be on my roster, not right. on someone else's. Whereas like Duke Johnson, the only thing that can really happen for him to be relevant is for Crowell to get hurt. So that is where right. I would go. Right. There's still potential with Kevin White. We've kind of seen what Duke Johnson is, and we know his what his ceiling is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Next question uh, comes in an audio question. Um, cool. Yeah. So uh, we're this going is... to we are yeah we love getting the audio questions from you guys. Um, this one comes in from uh, Forward Pass Thinking host, uh, Jonders. Uh, so he sent it in, and we're going to play that now. Hello, Fantasy Hipsters. This is Jonders. I thought bumpers would be an interesting way to get my question to you guys. Um, so what I want to know is, do you guys have any uh, 
players particularly that you maybe you're big fans of that you're like willing to reach for like for me i'm willing to reach um one round early for brandon marshall you know i love watching him play also with his mental health advocacy he's the reason why i'm on antidepressants now so my life is just you know tenfold better now because of him so i love reaching for him um so i want to know do you guys go chalk with your boards do you guys have any fun do you guys reach for certain players or do you guys allow yourself like maybe one guy you'll allow yourself to reach for um yes let me know thanks bye well thanks for the uh, audio question like uh, i said we love getting those and this is a good question i think i like um, it because yeah. a little bit you know maybe more in the weeds uh maybe a little bit more uh esoteric than some of your typical questions that we'll get on our mail satchel here so franchise do you ever like reach for players just because you like them whether it be their personality or like you're just really like they're your guy this year do you ever do for that sure like last season for me it was uh melvin gordon was one of the guys i was reaching for i would I think his ADP was somewhere maybe in the 7th or 8th round in most drafts, and I was reaching for him in maybe the 5th, end of the 4th round, just because I was kind of banking on a bounce-back year. He had a down rookie season, and I just kind of... The entire summer, he was like one of my guys that I kept talking up. So then when draft season came around, I was like, I can't not reach for him. I got to have him on some roster so that I can kind of see how this pans out. Um, So yeah, there's guys, you know, favorite guys that you think are good you know, decent values where they're at and maybe reach around higher to get them before your friends do. Or if you have another personal reason, like a tie to a team and you want you want both Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree on your team because you're a Raiders fan, like I don't see a problem with reaching uh, for a guy for a personal reason. Or, you know, if you have a connection like the thing with Brandon Marshall and the mental health issue, that's a great reason to reach for a guy. Fantasy football should be fun. You, you want guys on your team that you like watching, that you like rooting for, that you like following their storylines throughout the season. And I think that's a really cool reason uh, to maybe reach around or two higher for a guy. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you're really hurting your roster to do so. But if it makes sense, I say go for it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Fantasy football is supposed to be about fun. Um, yeah, we all want to win or whatever. And I, I find this in Dynasty League sometimes. Like, you know, good example of like a, a Dante Moncrief last year. Like, plenty of times I got fair trade because I have Moncrief on one of my rosters. Plenty of times I got fair, you know, offers for Moncrief. Like, look, you know, people were offering the third overall pick in the rookie draft for Moncrief, plus a little extra. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fair value, but I still would decline the trade anyways because I like Moncrief and I want him on my roster. And I want to find out, like, the uh, for me, yeah, of course I want to win the league, but I also want to collect the players that I like and right. I want them to be on my team. Um, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Like a John Brown, I would definitely reach for last year because i i freaking love john brown and like i wanted i wanted to be successful and i wanted to be on my stupid fake football team so uh yeah no i think it's totally cool i know yeah obviously we want to win but the the object is to have a little bit of fun with this and if that helps you then go for it yeah i like it all right next question comes in from joe bresnan bresnan yeah i don't know he's from new zealand i'm the worst with these names i don't know why i'm the host of this part um anyways he says hey guys Digging the podcast, my question is in regards to the ad-lib segment at the end of episode 7 and is somewhat twofold. Franchise, was your professor Owen Wilson? And as a follow-up, your impressions of people are always enjoyable. 
Can you each give us your best impression? Love following what you guys do from down here in New Zealand. Respect and peace. So if listeners aren't clear, you, sometimes you got to listen to the end of these because when I edit these together, I'll drop in like an Easter egg from our pre-taping when we're like testing out the mic and everything. And sometimes you'll find a gem in franchise. You, you dropped a gem a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, I was talking about my professor in college who said, you need to turn your cat around, which I still don't understand. It's just a weird... He was an old guy. It was a weird phrase, I guess. And he overused it in class, and everyone was like, oh my god, this guy's a loon. Uh, the professor was not Owen Wilson. His name was Dr. Barstow. Anyone who went to my school in the program I went to would know about Dr. Barstow's class. So that's a bit of a throwback. But thanks for the question. What I mean, what is your best impression, Harmon? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I think I do a really good uh, British accent. Okay. Like, but not a proper British accent, like more of a Cockney, you know, common man. Like, all right, listen, you know, I'm not going to, look, I don't want to get into this whole thing right now, but we're going to go down at a pub and it's going to be a time, I might, I might throw some fists. That's all I'm saying. Aye. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get it. Yeah. You know, you've got, you got to do a little bit of that. Also, I do. Uh, I did my my old roommate uh, back in Virginia. We used to. This is a real peek behind the curtain uh, into my personality. But um, <laughs> so uh, grow, growing up, like my mom and my uh, my my mom and my sister used to watch this musical Evita, which featured um, uh, Madonna. Okay. And the, the soundtrack is just killer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I like the movie. All right. I, I used to watch it with them. And then my older maid, and she was a, she was a, a, a female. Uh, and she was into uh, uh, musicals. We were just friends, just to be clear. We were friends. We had another roommate, too. Um, quite a company, the three of us there together during this, this experience. But anyways, so we all used to watch this musical together then, too. Uh, and you know Antonio Banderas plays a character in there, and I, I like to think I did a pretty good like Antonio Banderas. Give it to us. I don't know if I could do it. Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. That's what I feel like. So I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't do it. I'm not gonna laugh. <laughs> uh, who are some other impressions? I mean, my Gelhar is pretty good. Oh gosh, give us your your Wisconsinite. <laughs> Oh, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. Gotta get some more coffee, you know. <laughs> Gotta go down to the UPS store and send out a package. <laughs> my... This is terrible audio. <laughs> All right, I have do a couple. You have, so you, Listen, you're I have actually a couple, good at this. I'm not good I have a this. couple of good ones. Growing up, uh, you might remember a sketch comedy show called In Living Color that was big in the 90s. Uh, Jim Carrey, that's where he got his start. And he played this character called called Fire Marshal Bill, and he would like go into classrooms and like be the fire marshal teaching kids about fire safety and stuff. But he would always like set the curtains on fire and and fall into the fish tank and be be a mess. And he'd be like preaching his thing, and he'd like curl his upper lip on his teeth, and he'd be like, "Hey kids, let me show you something." And I would just, I would just do that. <laughs> you take out your ziffo, you flick your wreck, and boom, there goes Yoko on a moped. That's like a line he would do, and I would like rehearse that. I would do that in front of my family, and they would just lose it. <laughs> Let me show you shotgun. That fire perfect. marshal bill, and I got one more. Okay. I've been doing more recently, like the AM news guy, who's like a little loony. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, this yeah. is my favorite. So it's like, uh, and we're back. It's 4:05 at the PM on Wednesday afternoon on the West Coast, and you're listening to the Fantasy Hipsters podcast. And what's going on? That's uh, some people think it's like the clown from uh, The Simpsons. It does sound like a crusty the clown. 
<laughs> like that. It's that's not what it's supposed to be. It's just supposed to be like a crazy AM news. It sounds a lot like a James Co. What I mean. I don't think so. Fantasy freaks and geeks. <laughs> I mean a little bit, I guess, but those What's are those up? are You're those listening are... to James Co, the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Oh, by the way, we got a full house here today. You do a good co. Well, I mean, I gotta listen to him enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I'm sweating, so we That's, need to we need to keep it. Those are our impressions. They were horrible, but I hope what you guys t- like those. Yeah, what a terrible segment. If you're still listening to the podcast, thank you so much, John. I really, <laughs> really appreciate the support. I don't know what those squares are talking about. Always rambling about something over there. Mm. All right, so next question comes in from Chris Paulsworth. Hi, hipsters, enjoying the podcast. Heard you talking about drinking during the draft. Session IPAs are where it's at. Focus on your draft, uh, not trying to stay sober enough. Also, pairs well, giving your league mates double IPAs and Imperial Stouts. Uh, keep up the good work. Chris. Wait, so he's just kind of giving us advice That's on how to like advice. sabotage our friends' drafts so I, they get more drunk than us? I kind of dig that, though. Like, you get, like, all right, fellas, we're all going to get together. We're going to have some IPAs. You get some double IPA in there, you know, whatever. Um, but then you throw those session IPAs and you stick to the sessions. Yeah. So do you have any good do you have any good session IPAs you like? No. I think uh, Founders has a really good session IPA. Okay. That's another one that like if I'm going to a, if I'm going to a party or something and like I want to bring something classy, <laughs> you know, but not like too classy. They're like, yo, who just rolled in with the Founders? Right. Bring that in because you can you can you can have a few of those and not get like like Chris is saying that's really good a, a, advice. Yeah. I like it. And your boy's like, yo, get me a beer. And you're like, you slip him like the high, the high alcohol one and he doesn't know it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty, that's pretty much it. Yeah, just run the, run the cooler. <laughs> yeah. That is a really good strategy. All right. This next question comes in from Jake Pari, Pariani. Yeah, I think Pariani. Pariani. Uh, Matt, I wanted to start by saying great music and beer takes. I checked out Alaska by Maggie Rogers and was very impressed. I'm a big fan of ambers and reds when it comes to my beers. Uh, my recent favorite has been Abita Amber by Abita Brewing in Louisiana. There's a lot of Abita out here. Great call. Abita is a very good beer, whether it's the Purple Haze is another good one of theirs, or uh, if you're into like more you know fruity kind of stuff, and uh, the amber is pretty hard to beat nice um anyways this last week has been interesting to me in that there seems to be have been an uptick in discussion revolving around the psychology of players you guys touched on it a bit matt walming wrote a great piece about uh what many consider to be unquantifiable statistics and how emotional control during any kind of contest plays a very large role i don't necessarily believe that these things are totally intangible i have a bachelor's in psychology yes i realize this counts for squat (laughs) very true as someone has a bachelor's in sociology Um, and the most interesting thing i came across while doing research was an emotional uh, quotient test eq Uh, so anyways chris goes on to really talk about how um, you know there could be considerable value in distributing uh, some of these emotional uh, tests to draft prospects. Uh, I, essentially, the question kind of comes down to, you know, is he being overzealous in his want to quantify this information, or do you think there might have an application in the incoming rookie class? That's a good question. He kind of compares it to the Wonderlick a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's tough. That's a tough line because you don't want to get involved in these the, the psychology of these kids. I feel like that's kind of crossing a line a little bit. Like it's about their physical, mostly about their physical abilities, right? And you know, you flag guys for off-field issues or character issues, as they're frequently called. But 
For us on the outside, I agree with you that I don't think we necessarily need to get involved in it. But I think for right. the NFL's purposes, it would be interesting information to come across. I think it would make some sense. Like, you know, I think one of the biggest questions is with a guy like Joe Mixon, like, was his incident a one-time thing where he did something completely egregious? Right. Uh, or, or is this a pattern of behavior that's going to repeat itself? Maybe even a better example is Ishmael Zamora, who we've talked about. Like, is he just an idiot that didn't, you know, inexcusably didn't know that beating your dog like that is something you should never do? Right. Or is it a predictable pattern of repeated behavior. And I think for NFL teams, they really want to know that. So I would imagine for teams, it would be useful information and maybe not in the case of like, all right, now I know this and I'm just, we're not going to touch this guy, but it's like we talked about in Chris Allen's question last mailbag or mail, excuse me, mail satchel special, uh, in that like, it's about setting up a support system for these players. So I think in that case, it could be helpful. Maybe not to just like, X out guys, but to um, now we know how to better deal with them. So I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. I just don't know like will this test be able to d- make those kind of determinations? Like for example, in Joe Mixon's case, would they be like? So what is it like? It gives it says oh this person has a higher percentage of repeating this again or who knows? I mean I think that this would be a better question that you know somebody uh, like Jake could answer or someone else right. that's in, really advanced in that field. But I definitely think, too, though, like if teams did it, I don't know if it should be like public knowledge. Oh, no, no, no. Then, yeah, like, like the press the, would just badger these kids and it, it would be Right, like how damaging. the Wonderlick gets out. Right. And and it's a good point that he mentions the Wonderlick and, you know, some, some of the players, like he said, you know, A.J. Green, has he had an exceptionally low score on the Wonderlick, uh, if he remembers correctly. And like... You know that doesn't mean AJ Green is dumb or a bad. You know it doesn't. It doesn't measure like I think sometimes we think of emotional intelligence and uh, you know academic intelligence as two things, and it's really two separate parts of your brain firing off. So I think it could kind of maybe parse out that information better. Interesting, but it's a fascinating uh, question. Joe or Jake sent us a really long email, and uh, so just kind of wanted to sparse that down and discuss it a little bit because, like I said, it is uh, fascinating to me. Yeah. Next question comes in from Chris Fanning. Hipsters, I want to get into studying players better and understanding what to look for while making a mock draft and just know more about these future and current NFL players. What websites do you recommend for current NFL guys and future prospects to watch videos and read up on? Uh, Franchise said two on the past podcast, Player Profiler and Draft Breakdown. Uh, Do you guys have any others? Thanks, dudes. Well, you, you've like you said, you yeah. So a couple. So draftbreakdown.com is um, they you know they clip off tape from college prospects and put them all like in an eight minute YouTube clip so you can watch uh, running backs all twenty five of his carries from a single game in about eight minutes. It's just play to play to play, so it saves you a lot of time. So that's what that's for is watching film. Player Profiler is a advanced metrics kind of site where they sort of take all the athletic testing scores these kids put up in the combine and like kind of put them together in whatever formula they have and throw them into percentiles and then you can compare uh you know there's a best comparable player that's currently in the nfl to whatever prospect you're looking at based on the athletic testing scores and then the other site which we've mentioned before is called mockdraftable.com, mm-hmm. which is similar to player profile in that it lists their 
athletic testing scores and what percentile they rank in, um, but it's more of just a kind of here's what happened here's they, they have like a web of yeah that's what's really great about them is that they show they give a little bit of a a, a better visualization right, of it that you right. can look at you know somebody like an antonio brown from a few years ago who it was a, a poor testing guy at the combine and like his just tiny little the the branches of his web don't go out as far right um, but then a player like julio jones who smashed the combine has a big that big web that takes up space so you can kind of visually compare prospects athleticism to each other um i would also recommend uh in addition to those you know just get a rotoviz subscription those guys can parse out that that data really well they have some really talented writers that can do that another place if you want to talk about watching videos of prospects Mm -hmm. uh, of course if you want to do game tape it's always good to sign up for uh, an nfl game pass we're not even being paid by nfl network to say that so maybe we shouldn't say it but you can go to get get an nfl game pass account like that's where you get um nfl game film if you really want to get better at it um and yeah so and, and i think another place to really watch prospect videos is the, the RSP Film Room with Matt Waldman. Yes. If you go on his site, that's a great place to watch just two analysts sit down together and watch film. I've been on a few episodes, franchise you're talking about, maybe uh, hopping in on one with Waldman soon. So definitely check out the RSP Film Room. Yeah, and just one more quick thing on that. I, I've noticed a cool a thing that I like to do when I'm watching film or trying to trying to scout a guy is like, I watch the film, I look at his stats, I look at his testing, and make all my notes, and then I go and like Google scouting reports from other people like Matt Waldman or like Matt Miller or Bucky Brooks, sure. um, established scouts, and just see how my notes compare so you kind of know how you're doing. And a lot of times there's no right or wrong, it's just like, what have you seen? Yeah. And you put it down on paper, and that's your take on the guy. Right, I think that's a good way to put it. There's no right or wrong, yeah. like it's just, you know, it's all part of the process. Right. Um, anyways, so we're going to hop into the Twitter portion of our mail satchel. And reminder, you guys can tweet to us at Fantasy Hipsters. Um, it's an account uh, on the, uh, the website, um, twitter.com, uh, that we're, we're, we'll take your questions there and use them on the show. Um, also, you know, just you can follow it, too, for some updates from us. I personally will not be following uh, the handle um, because... I don't, you know, I don't want to, but you guys should, right? Yeah, everyone should follow it. Yeah, except me. I'm not going to follow it. You don't have to follow it. I mean, I, I understand. I understand that viewpoint on it. Right. Yeah, for sure. But uh, follow us there. Send questions there. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is what I've decided to do. It's the mail satchel. Yeah. So, and before we get to the Twitter questions, we want to remind you guys about one of our other sponsors, Reality Sports Online. Uh, you guys can go to realitysportsonline.com and do a free trial 14-day free trial of one of their leagues. Trust me, you will not regret it if you do. It's an in-depth dynasty league with free agency uh, and contract functionality that you can't uh, mimic anywhere else. So go to realitysportsonline.com, and if you enjoy that 14-day free trial, sign up with your league or team today with the code HIPSTERS uh, for 10% off your order. Awesome. So getting into the Twitter questions, Brian Peacock sends us, how high is too high for cutoff jorts? That's, I, I got a great. Go, go ahead. There, there is no too high or too low because you shouldn't wear jorts. That's my take. Jorts are what? Jean shorts? Yeah, jean shorts. Why and should you not wear jean shorts? You wear jorts? I mean, not blue ones, but I have like a gray pair that I like. That's a little bit different. 
But he's also talking about cutoff jorts. Like oh, like you, ones that you manually cut you and cut have off. like the fray. Yeah. No, just throw those in the trash. Yeah, don't wear those. But yeah, there is definitely a, a too high. I mean, you see dudes like in the eighties or nineties rocking those. Like, oh, well, that was the style. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the reason style changes because it's bad. Well, there's also a trend now. They've talked about this um, in basketball, especially college basketball. Shorts are getting shorter. They used to be these long, baggy ones that like went down past their knees. And over the last couple of years, they've been getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So, interesting. Yeah, I gotta say, like, I mean, now that I'm not fat, like when I was fat, I always used to say like I would never want to wear sh- like too short of shorts. But oh yeah, but now that you're ripped, well, I don't know about that. But I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind showing a little little thigh now. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I, I I've as as I've gotten older, my shorts have gotten a little shorter, and I think it's just the way the the fashion is changing too. But too short is probably. I don't know. Probably like six inches above the knee is too short. Yeah, you can definitely get too short. If you can see the white of your thigh, don't do it. Also just means you need to get a tan. Yeah. Uh, next question comes in from at Mo underscore spade. Rank the top 15 kickers in this draft class. No. No. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. I couldn't name a single one. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, me, me neither. Okay. Uh, this one comes in from Casey Kasem, and she did a clever move and uh, tweeted Casey us Kasem. a... Huh? Casey Kasem. Yeah. Top 40. DJ. Famous radio DJ. Casey Kasem. I don't know who that is. Casey's top 40. Oh, my God. Am I dating myself? I I don't know. Jesus. All right, anyway. Top 40, Chais. Anyways, um, (laughs) so Casey sends us in actually a a, a screenshot of a longer question. Cool. Hey, guys, since the NFL draft is the time where people like to compare prospects to current NFL players, wanted to see if you all could compare current NFL players to hipster bands. Thanks. Love the show, even if you hate corn pops. Well, we're right about corn pops, but comparing current NFL players to hipster bands. Jeez. Do you have any good uh, good suggestions on that one? What's well for one? What's what's one of your favorite hipster bands right now? I mean, think of some. Let's think of some of the ones that you've uh, you've named over the last few episodes. All right, let's do uh, minus the bear. They're like a prog rocky type of dance rock band. Little dance, little frenetic. Um, you know, you could think about a quarterback that's a little bit frenetic in the pocket. Or I'm thinking like Antonio Brown because he likes to dance in the end zone. Oh, he's, and he's got good footwork on he's his got, routes. Yeah, good moves. So I like that. Okay. Okay, Antonio Brown is minus the bear. That's a little weird to think about, but I, I'm into it. This is what it's all about. So how about um, Aquilo, <laughs> the other band? See, and Ooh, yeah. And here's what I like about Aquilo. Because I've been, well, but also their best song to me is, is, is Good Girl. Yes, that's but my that's favorite. more yeah, like it's upbeat. upbeat. Uh, so you can think about a player that is a little bit diverse. Okay, you know someone that uh, not only can they slow it down a little um, and really get into that dark, winding, depressive corner of their artistry, but also really pick it up there. Um, so a diverse player who does a little bit of everything, you know, maybe uh, Percy Harvin type. A gadgety type guy. A gadgety type guy. He can run. He can. He can catch. Yeah. Well, and he's not really a current NFL player, but you know, whatever. You put Tyree Maybe Kill in that. T- team. Yeah, Tyree yeah, Kill, Kill a little bit. Of. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. And there you go. And how about uh, let's do one more? How about glass um, animals? Glass animals. How would you describe them? Weird. We a little bit weird. Uh, creative. Okay. Uh, who's weird and creative in the NFL? Who gets How creative? about Martellus Bennett? 
He's yeah. weird. He's definitely okay. creative. Okay. Okay. I feel like I could I could see Martellus Bennett uh, digging into some glass animals. I could see that too. Yeah, all right. I bet so he cool. Would like them. So there you go. There's some hipster band comparisons to current NFL players. Awesome. Moving along at Biff six eight zero six. His name's Drew. Uh, he asks, <laughs> "Who would you take number one overall, Le'Veon Bell or Ezekiel Elliott?" For me, it's a no-brainer, and it's Lev Bell all the way. Well, here's the real hipster take. None of the above. Um, I would take David Johnson over both of them. Okay. Because I think David Johnson has the same um, unbelievable upside of uh, Le'Veon Bell on a week-to-week basis, but he also comes with less uh, previous injury risk uh, and also the suspension situations with Bell. Uh, David Johnson doesn't really come with those. But yeah, I got to tell you, man, like... I, I'm nervous about taking any of these running backs. And, you know, I mean, I just last year we saw them all stay healthy. That can certainly happen again. Could certainly not happen again. Yeah, you yeah. know, with David Johnson. I mean, we saw him go down in week uh, 17. Nobody remembers it because it wasn't for nobody cares about week 17 for fantasy. But Correct. I mean, it could easily be a situation where one of these running backs gets hurt again next year. Yeah, it's the risk you take. It is the risk any player can get hurt. So any any player can get hurt. Uh, running backs more statistically likely to suffer a serious injury. A lot of uh, good people have done some research on that, including Josh Hermsmeyer and uh, Jeremy Funk from DLF. But yes. uh, so I, I still will be going more wide receiver heavy next year, and you can save your ats for someone else. But Lev Bell has the upside of a pass catching back, so that's why I take him over Zeke because he has all yeah. those scrimmage yard potential catching passes. Yeah, I think regardless of, of honestly regardless of whether you play, I know some people will be like, well, I'll play maybe Zeke in uh, standard leagues because right. he has touchdown upside, but the right. fact that you get basically like a mid-level wide receiver th- two or yeah. three uh, with a Bell or Johnson as well as a running back one uh, production, you can't pass that up regardless of your settings don't overthink it yeah too valuable all right next question comes in from at ty and stl ty miller the uh musical mind behind oakstone ashes who provides us with our intro music uh which is still killer he asked what's your favorite song off baroness's yellow green album and which beer fits the mood of that song i gotta say i don't know this band oh baroness i've talked about them on the fantasy live podcast they're like a heavy heavy rock uh, okay. Heavy rock. They they were the band who their bus fell off a bridge and the guy like broke his arm, but he lived. I told that story on the oh, Fantasy yeah, Live right. podcast uh, last season. But this, see, I love this album. It's like a double album um, with the color theme going on. There's a, a lot of songs on this album that I like. But if I had, if you're gonna make me pick one, Ty, I think it's down to "Take My Bones Away" and "Cocanium." But I think I gotta go take my bones away. It's just a rager, uh, and it's like the guitar riffs are just so crunchy. I love that song. What beer fits the mood of that song? I gotta go with something heavy like a stout. Okay. Maybe some kind of. Or you could look at it this way: if it's a real heavy song, yeah. Uh, maybe you need kind of a lighter beer to keep yourself. Going. If you're listening to this music and you're drinking light beers, maybe not. No, I'm not saying like you, a, you get out. I'm not saying like a light beer, but again, something maybe like an amber ale or something. You know, possibly not that. Like after you eat one, it's or drink one, it's like <laughs> oh, I just ate a cake. Right. Right. I get that. I get that. That's what a stout is like. But that's that's what I would go with. I mean, okay. I see your point. 
but I'd go with the stout. I'd go the stout route. Cool. So you see my point, but basically you still tell me to shut up. Yeah, I'm negating your point. All right, wonderful. Okay, well, moving on to our next question. This one comes in from at Chris Satir. I don't know how to do your Twitter handle. See, oh, geez, these Twitter handles are tough. Um, would you ever consider? Oh my God! Would you ever consider adding Bill O'Reilly to the Hipsters show? I hear he's looking. Uh, yeah, shout out to Bill O'Reilly who uh, wore out his welcome at Fox News uh, because of sexual harassment. Why are we shouting him out? I don't know. It's like a, it's like an ironic shout out. Like oh, shout right. out, dude, you got fired because people because you suck because you you get accused of sexual harassment. Sick yeah. way to go. So for those reasons. I think we're going to pass. We're not going to have O'Reilly Factor on the Hipsters podcast. Plus, he's like totally mainstream and like... So mainstream. Old and uh, he's basically a dad, so like... He's like peak dad. Yeah, bro. But also, like, you know, maybe at some point we consider expanding the uh, Hipsters media empire uh, to add more figures, but it certainly will not be for people like Bill O'Reilly. Agree. Cool. All right. Next question comes in from at BroncosFan underscore 13. Denver has the best beer scene in the USA. Agree or disagree? Franchise, have you ever been to Denver? I never, I've never been to Denver or the state of Colorado, and I'm embarrassed to say that, but no. I've only laid over in the airport in Denver. Did so. you get any beers? No, because shout out to the Denver airport. Again, ironic shout out that I feel like every time I'm there, it's like, all right, let me bolt it to the other air the other uh, airline when i got to get to the you know short it's connections like, yeah it's always a short connection yeah i feel like i always have that with uh with um with with airlines but hey maybe that's just me book better flights brah anyway sure. I, I guess we can't speak to the beer scene in denver but i mean we talked about we talked about it with brandon back on i believe episode 5 oh, did he talk about denver well he talked about his his favorite place was you know the the West Coast kind of scene of beer, right? right. Um, Portland, yeah, Portland, and uh, the, you know some of the Southern California areas. But but this guy's a Broncos fan, so clearly he's he's biased to Denver, the Denver scene. But I feel like I would say LA has a good beer scene. People from Portland say Portland has a good beer scene. Beer scene. I feel like it's just kind of a location bias a little bit. Sure. Well, no. I mean, no, I agree with you. And I mean, when I was in the South, I would say that some of this... Right, exactly. I would always said when I was moving out to, to L.A., like, oh, man, I'm really going to miss the Virginia beer scene. Yeah. Uh, so I think everybody gets caught up in their own beer scenes. But, uh, you know, the good, the good thing is that we all have good beer all over the country. Exactly. And you can get beers from different parts of the world wherever you're at. Yeah. Totally. All right. Um, so that's it for questions, right? I think that's it, man. Do you have any uh, other takes you want to espouse before you, anything you want to talk about before we get out of here for the I, weekend? I think I'm sad. I'm kind of can't wait for the draft to happen. Let's, I know. Uh, let this, let's get this done, and then we can have real takes on these players for where they, their landing spots are. Speaking of the draft happening, the draft is happening next week, so we will not be doing a Friday Mail Satchel special. Right. Um, however, we're going to make up with for that. By doing our typical Wednesday podcast, but we will be having a guest. Yeah. We can confirm that we're going to have Josh Norris from Roto World awesome. uh, on the podcast to talk about how he sees this draft. Also, he's going to just totally tear down our hipster's big board and tell us where we're wrong, who we have too high, who we should have on our big board that we don't have. Um, and he'll also give us some hipster takes, too. Hipster football takes. 
hipster music takes and some hipster beer or food takes. Josh likes to cook, so uh, oh nice. Yeah, he's always doing like Facebook lives of him cooking stuff. Right. So and I'm sure we'll plug him next week, but he does the Roto World podcast, right? Yeah, Roto World football podcast. I've been a guest on there, and uh, yeah, it's a good one. I yeah. listen to it. I listen to it every week. So, but for now, that's it for this episode. A little bit of a shorter mail satchel uh, episode, but that's okay. Our our episode earlier this week went a little long, so. Uh, we don't want to burden you guys too much with us. Um, but, you know, of course, if you want to get your question read on air, uh, you can email us, fantasyhipsters at gmail.com, or tweet to our new uh, Twitter handle, at fantasyhipsters, uh, or just to one of us. And if you tag the handle in it too, we'll remember to read the question on air. Uh, but for now, for this week, um, that's it. So, uh you can find us on thebackyardbanter.com, uh, receptionperception.com, where you can purchase the uh, 2017 Ultimate Draft Kit from the Fantasy Footballers and get access to 50, that's right, 50 NFL wide receivers' data and wow. my evaluation of them. That's a it, lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of work left to do, too. Uh, and, of course, find the show on fantasyhipsters.com. Uh, uh, follow us at Matt Har- Harmon. Matt Harriman underscore BYB and at Matt Franchise uh, download, subscribe, rate, review anything else? just hipsters out hipsters out just uh, doing a mic test you know, oh, I forgot to shut the kitchen door. Testing, one, two, three. We are coming at you live at 1.28 p.m. on the West Coast. It's a Wednesday afternoon here in, uh, where are we? Century City, Santa Monica, Westwood. Uh, we're kind of in, like, the no man's land. We're in the Bermuda Triangle here in uh, West L.A. This is not the Bermuda Triangle. This uh, is not where people come to disappear. Well, you did say no man's land. Yeah, but that, that implies something different than uh, Bermuda Triangle. People, people come here and, and they reappear after. They don't, like, disappear forever. In the Bermuda Triangle, people disappear forever. Oh. So they come here and then they go back to where they came from. Well, you're here. Are you going to go back to where you came from? I hope so. I hope so, too. I'm, That's... I'm not looking forward to you being here forever. No. I won't be. It's cool, bro. I'll just go sleep on the, on the grass outside. Uh, th- that's been done before, so. <laughs> <laughs> By people who live here or homeless people? Homeless people. Oh, okay. I've never gone and slept no, in Maybe you grass. locked yourself out and you got drunk and, you know. That's, that's slanderous to... They're uh, coming. They're oh. coming for us, bro. They know, they know I'm yep. here now. Oh, great.